Hello everyone and welcome to the first installment of The Neutral Zone. I'm John Hanna. And I'm Tyler Gallo. And uh, in this show we're really just going to be uh, talking about uh, all the latest NHL rumors, uh, just basically making fools of ourselves talking about hockey, and uh, Tyler's going to talk about some baseball stuff as well, so uh, thanks for joining us obviously. And uh, let's get right into the, the baseball. All right, so the first thing we've got is the uh, bit of news out of the American League. We've got a trade between the Mariners and the Tampa Bay Rays. Uh, the Mariners traded catcher Mike Zunino and utility man Guillermo Heredia to the Rays for Malik Smith, who's a speedy outfielder. And I really like this trade for the Rays because while Mike Zunino is no Wilson Ramos for the Rays, he can fill a void, he can hit for power, which mm -hmm. is really good. And the Rays get a good utility guy in Guillermo Heredia. And Malik Smith is a really, really fast outfielder. And you know, while the, Ray, or the Mariners already have D. Gordon, they can add to that with Malik Smith, who's pretty pretty fast. You can never have too many speedsters. Exactly, and that's pretty much a dying art in baseball to steal. So another news out of baseball, the uh, Yankees re-signed CC Sabathia to a one-year $8 million deal, which is probably at the tail end of his career. I mean, the last 10 seasons, CC's been in the Bronx, and he's probably going to call it quits after this year. He's 38. So, yeah. But I mean, I'm a Yankees fan. If CC's just – if he's that 4-5 uh, pitcher in the order, I think it's a good deal, but I think if he's anything more than that, then it's just, he's not, he doesn't have it anymore. He's old, you know. I mean, and he's still serviceable. Yeah. Like, um, he can still pitch. Uh, I mean, he won't be like the uh, two e or three ERA guy he was of, of old when he was back with, like, Milwaukee or his early years with the Yankees, but I think it's a good signing for the Yankees, especially because he knows the lay of the land and the Yankees need some pitching, so that's, that's a good signing. And now we've got some gold glovers to announce. The American League uh, pitcher was Dallas Keuchel. That's his fourth award. He's a very good fielding pitcher. Uh, Salvador Perez won it with the, uh, with the Royals for catcher. First base was Matt Olson with the A's. Second base was Ian Kinsler with the Red Sox. Uh, shortstop was Anderson Simmons with the Angels. Third base, Matt Chapman with the A's. Uh, left field, Alex Gordon with the Royals. Center field, Jackie Bradley Jr. with the Red Sox, and right field, Mookie Betts with the Red Sox. And the Red Sox took a ton of took a ton of Gold Glove awards. I mean, they are the World Series champions, but they are also a really good fielding team. And the third base, the guy I like the most out of this is actually Matt Chapman, who won the uh, the Best Defender of the Year award. He, if you see videos of him, he is one of the best and most smooth fielders you've ever seen. And how about him and Arenado going to the same high school, who also won the Gold Glove for third base? That's his sixth award, Nolan Arenado. So they've got Zach Greinke, that pitcher, his fifth award, and Yachty won it again, a catcher, with his ninth award. And first base was a tie. It was Freddie Freeman and Anthony Rizzo. Second base, DJ LeMahieu. Shortstop, Nick Ahmed. Third base, Arenado. Left field, Corey Dickerson from the Pirates. Uh, that's some good news for the Pirate fans. They took home an award. Uh, center field was Ender Enciarte with the Braves. He's a very good fielder, uh, coming from someone who's a Mets fan and has to play against him all the time. <laughs> And Nick Markakis won it with the Braves in right field. And so the final thing I have to talk about with baseball today, some sad news coming out of the American League. Uh, Joe Maurer has announced his retirement with the Twins, which, um, I mean, it was coming soon. I mean, he's getting up there in age. He still can hit, though, which is, is uh, was I, you didn't really know he was going to retire. I mean, it was the end of his contract, but he's, he's still a good player. And it was nice to see in his last game he got to play catcher for a pitch and then come back out of the game. Um, it's kind of sad because a lot of the guys are leaving, like David Wright, um, Jose Reyes, all those guys that grew up watching are kind of retiring right now, which is a sad time. And uh, the one thing I'm happy about is Chase Utley finally retired. Do not like that guy at all. 
So uh, we're also a hockey show, so uh, let's go over a recap of some of uh, last night's games. Uh, Minnesota beat uh, St. Louis 3-2. Minnesota had goals from uh, your favorite player, Zach Parise. Not a big fan of him. Along with uh, Joel Eriksson-Eck and Mikael Granlund, while St. Louis had goals from Oscar Sundqvist and Alex Petrangelo. You know, I really have always liked Petrangelo. He's a good, solid uh, offensive defenseman and can move the puck, which is really good. But, yeah, not a fan of Zach Parise. Um, Devils fan. Uh, Devils fans are not supposed to be fans of Zach Parise, which is a good thing. And Eriksson-Eck, he's a good player. Yeah. A very good player. Wasn't uh, Sundqvist uh, or a... Penguins prospect that was in that uh, Reeves trade? I think he probably was. I mean, if you could take a look at that, I mean, St. Louis and Pittsburgh did make a trade, so uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he is one of them. All right, and then, uh, well, we have a big blow, uh, well, sort of to be expected, but uh, Florida beats the Ottawa 5-1. So uh, Ottawa not supposed to be good. They had that... Uh, Uber video leaked out earlier. Yeah, uh, that, that's not a good look for them. Nope. Florida had goals from uh, Alex Barkov, who actually had two on the day, Jonathan Huberto, Troy Brower, and Frankie Vitrano, while Ottawa had a goal from uh, Ryan Dezingle. Yeah, well, Ottawa destroyed the Devils a couple of days ago, which was not a good sign for the Devils at all. But I really, really like Alex Alexander Barkov. He's, he's like underrated. very underrated. Doesn't get a lot of love, per se. And Vetrano is pretty good. Huberdeau has always been good. So, I mean, that's a pretty good performance from the Panthers. And then, uh, well, the Stanley Cup champs, the Caps, lost 4-1 to uh, Arizona. So Arizona had goals from Gal- Alex Galchenyuk, Richard Ponick, another one of your favorites, Derek Stepan, former Ranger, and uh, Vinny Hinestroza, while Washington had their only goal from uh, Nick Backstrom. Uh, yeah, I like Galchenyuk. Good player. Um, I did not know he was on Arizona until probably last week, so uh, I picked that one up. Um, Derek Stepan, I mean, he's always been a good scorer. I like him now that he's off the Rangers, but <laughs> I still don't like him because he played for the Rangers. And then, uh, well, you want to take this next game? Yep. Uh, last night, uh, I was not happy. Uh, Winnipeg beat the Devils 5-2. to uh, Scheifele scored two goals. Ehlers scored. Roslovic and Matthew Perot for Winnipeg, and Blake Coleman and Brett Sini scored his actually first career goal for the Devils. I'm pretty happy that Sini scored. He uh, looks pretty good out there. The Devils just called him up, and it's nice to see him get his first. But still, another bad performance from the goaltending for the Devils. Uh, they just needed to find something out. I mean, Kincaid was really hot at the beginning of the year, but once that fizzled, so did the Devils. And they tried putting it in with Schneider, but Schneider seems to let in goals left and right. I mean, put it in another five last night, so... Not a good look for the Devils lately. They've lost 6 of 7 on their road trip, and they thought it was going to be a turning point when they won 5-1 in Pittsburgh, the game that we went to, but it turned out not to be, and they're sitting in last in the Metro Division right now. And uh, well, another Stanley Cup player, uh, Vegas lost 4-1 to Boston. Uh, Vegas had their only goal scored by Cody Eakin, a guy I really like. Well, Boston had goals from uh, David Pasternak, Danton Heinen, who also had his first career goal, Jeremy Lawson, and Brad Marchand, who I don't nobody think— Nobody likes, yeah. Unless no. he's on your team, nobody likes Brad Marchand. Yeah, Brad Marchand is just not a very likable player. Um, so, yeah, that is—that was not—I don't think that was Danton Heinen's first career goal. I thought I— He scored 16 last year for Boston. Oh, then it might have been Lawson's first— Someone had their first goal yeah, last game. Yeah, because Heinen has p- 
just played in his 100th career game, so uh, I don't think he's going to have his first goal just now unless he was just a, like Ken Danico, a defensive yep, defenseman. Yep, it was Lauzon. All right, yeah, so Lauzon scored his first goal. Not uh, Heinen. Yeah, good job for him. Heinen actually played his 100th career game a couple nights ago, so good for him. And then uh, a team that I thought was going to be really good this year, but, I mean, they're still decent, but they're not as good as I thought. San Jose uh, beat Calgary 3-1. San Jose had goals from Joe Pavelski, who I don't think he ages. He doesn't. I mean, he's just always up there in the goal scorers. And I've like, I mean, my one of my best friends is a Sharks fan, and he's a huge Pavelski guy. So, um, Pavel, I've always liked Pavelski. Uh, he's a very, very solid scorer, and yeah, he's just one of the best players. Uh, Jonas Donsko, as I said, and Evander Kane. Well, Cal- Calgary's goal came from uh, Sean Monahan. So. I mean, Donsko, again, he's like that uh, Cody Eakin. Good bottom six guy, can play yeah. middle, can play top line if you need him to. Well, also, uh, this is not really supposed to be on the broadcast. I mean, to talk about football real quick, breaking news, Cooper Cup is out for the season with a torn ACL. Really? Yeah, wow. He's on my fantasy team, which yep. is a huge hit. I just had to mention that because I know – a lot of people have him. Like he's ninety six point five percent owned in ESPN leagues. I named my fantasy team the Stanley Cup champs. Yeah, that's ah. uh, something that we won't talk about too much is football. But when something like that happens and we have a player that we both like just mm-hmm. out for the rest of the year, it's it sucks. not a good sign. Yeah, it really does. And I've got to figure out my wide receiver situation. I've not. I've got. I'm pretty pretty thin on that. Yep. I mean, I got Stills and Amendola from Miami, but that's not going to replace the gaping void that is Cooper Cup. And, the and they play for Miami, so. Yeah. And, uh, well, the final game of it, or you want to, were you about to say something? Oh, I wasn't. It's just, yeah, it was just a bad, bad news out of the Rams, and especially because it's the Rams who are mm-hmm. lighting the league on fire. They're what, 9 and 1 now, I think? Yeah. I, yeah. And, uh, f- well, fi- final game of the. Of last night, uh, Colorado beat Edmonton 4-1. Colorado had goals from uh, Ty Berry, Miko Rantanen, Alex Kerfa, and Carl Soderberg, who is the most overpaid player in the league. <laughs> but I won't talk about that too much now. Maybe next week. Yeah. And uh, Edmonton had the lone goal from Ty Ratty, former St. Louis Blue. Yeah, uh, I don't really like Colorado. They don't have any players that strike me as good except for McKinnon and... What about that entire first line, McKinnon, Landeskog, and Rantanen? I don't, I don't think Landeskog's all that. I mean, he was good when he came up, and he's just been terrible the past few years, and I, I still don't think he's all that. And Kerfoot, I don't like him because he left the Devils. <laughs> but, I mean, he's a good player, but mm, not and, a big fan. And I think we got some uh, time here. Let's talk about what the standings look like now. So in the Metro, you have uh, Columbus actually leading with 20 points, followed by Philly with 19 and the Islanders with 18. Yeah, that's a. Uh, Devils are sitting in last in that division. Not not a. I I don't think the Flyers are gonna last. I think Columbus is still gonna be up there. Islanders, I think they just they're pretty good. I don't think the Flyers are are gonna last. Yeah, Pittsburgh. It that just looks wrong without Pittsburgh. I'm yeah. not a, I'm not a Penguins fan, but that just looks wrong without the Penguins in one of those top three. Yeah, and the Penguins have really fallen hard. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't really. Uh, I'm surprised. Like they looked terrible against the Devils the other night. Mm-hmm. So, and uh, in the Atlantic, I don't think there's any surprises there. You have Tampa Bay on top with 25 points, Toronto in second 
with 22 and Boston tied with them. All those teams were expected to do well. You know, uh, I think the loss of Matthews has hurt Toronto a little bit, but I, with the signing of Tavares... So, uh, well, in the Eastern wild card. Yeah, Montreal and Buffalo. Montreal, the big surprise there. And Buffalo. And Buffalo. Yeah, yeah you're a Sabres fan. Um, they're starting to come around. I mean, Montreal last year was just a just a hot garbage. Like, they didn't look good yeah. at all. And then they traded Pacioretty. You think they were going to be more of the same this and year? Gelchenyuk and Gelchenyuk. And yeah. But they're, start, they're starting things up. I mean, they're – Looking really, really good out there. And then uh, with Buffalo, you have uh, Jeff Skinner, who's yeah Skinner third in the league in points. Yeah, and I think I heard Eichel's top five as well, or top ten. He at least is so surprising there. Yep, some surprising news out of Buffalo. And now on to the Western Conference, as uh, in the Central again, no real surprises there. Nashville leading with twenty six points, Minnesota with twenty four, and then Winnipeg who beat. Yeah, Winnipeg is just a very, very deep team, and they're going to probably take over that. I mean, no one can really stop Nashville. They're they're insane. Um, Minnesota, they're going to be up there. Um, I like them. And then, then the Preds are just the Preds. Preds are, yeah, Predators are just the Predators. And I think the most surprising division in, in, in hockey, uh, the Pacific. Yeah, Vancouver yeah. leading it. I mean, I love I love Elias Pettersson. Yeah, oh, Pedersen's Pedersen's a, a stud. Yeah. He's uh really good. Then you have Calgary in second, tied with San Jose, who everybody thought was going to be amazing with uh, that pickup of Eric Carlson. And Carlson really hasn't done much. No. How doesn't – I think he only has, like, a couple points on yeah, that. Yeah, I don't think he has a goal yet. Let me see. Let's see. Eric Carlson. Stats. Yeah, Carlson has seven assists in 18 games. so Not a good start to his San Jose career. No, and he's a, I know it's not the best stat to look at, but he's a minus 10. Yeah, uh, that's that's not a good sign no. at all. Um, you need to – I mean, in Ottawa, he was probably a plus, like, 10 guy. So Well, his career in Ottawa, he was a minus 36. Oh, so. well, okay. Then he's at his norms for minus 10, but not what San Jose certainly expected when they picked him up. No. And uh, in the wild card, I mean – Dallas and Colorado tied with 20. Not really sure what to make of Dallas right now. Yeah, they're sort of they're shuffling around mm-hmm. out there. I don't I'm not a huge fan of Dallas, never have been. Well, I haven't been either cuz, you know, 1999 <laughs> Cup Finals. I we and when we faced them in the Cup Finals, we beat them, but yeah. um not yet. Yeah, not a huge Dallas. I'm not too keen on Dallas this year. They're probably not going to be as good as they are right now. They're probably going to fall. Mm. So, uh, some substantial news in the NHL. Uh, Plica- Thomas Placanek, Mr. Turtleneck, placed on uh, unconditional waivers. So, potential retirement or contract termination. Maybe he'll go back, play a couple years in, che- in the Czech Republic. Or maybe uh, Montreal will pick him up and he can finish his career there. He's, he, he's, he's, he's with Montreal now. Oh, he's with Montreal? I thought he was on Toronto. No, he, he's sur- he oh, was traded. Oh, he was traded, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, he is the only guy I know that has played 10-plus years in the league and looks exactly the same that he was when he was a rookie. Yes. He uh, he, he d- is not aged at all. I blame the turtleneck. Yeah, me too. Uh, all right, so uh, James Neal sat in the third period of the San Jose and Calgary game last night. Uh, I mean, 
I I liked James Neal on Nashville, but uh, I think I don't really see him fitting in with uh, Calgary. Yeah, he um, he's the type of guy that needs some like star power to be on his line in order mm-hmm. to be effective. I mean, you saw that in Nashville. You saw that in Pittsburgh with him. He you even saw it somewhat in uh, Vegas. Yeah, in, in Vegas when he was on there. I mean, he had guys that weren't stars turn into stars on his line. So it's it's a – I mean, I guess it's sort of a statement when you sit him, sort of like how the Devils sent down Pavel Zaka, who was struggling to get points in his first 10 games. I mean, he was doing stuff that he was supposed to do. He just wasn't getting the results. Mm-hmm. And I sent him down as a statement. I mean, he's their, he was their fifth overall pick a couple of years ago, and he's just struggled mightily. So – yeah, Neil statement kind of thing. Uh, and uh, with some slightly sad news, I know he's not somebody that many people know of. In fact, I just learned about him now. But uh, Luke Opelka, he was a prospect draft from St. Louis, drafted by the Blues in 2015. He's uh, retired from professional hockey, so props to him. Yeah, I mean, sometimes it just takes a toll on you, and you have to retire early. Like, um, there's a couple of guys that, like, I uh, think of Mark Appel in the MLB. Mm-hmm. He was the first overall pick a couple years ago with Houston and just struggled so badly in the minors and couldn't. Like, he was supposed to be the guy that led them, led the Astros to the World Series. but And then he was traded to the Phillies and really just didn't pan out, and he retired last year. So, yeah, it, sometimes it's just not the right fit for people. Yep. And then speaking of trades, uh, William Nylander, I know – Basically, the talk of the entire offseason. I mean, he's like the Le'Veon Bell of the NFL or NHL right now. I mean, just not signing with anybody. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I know uh, Bell's deadline to sign passed. What was it this week? Yep, last week, Tuesday. Or it was either last week or this week because he is going to sit out the rest of the year. Yep, he can't and, uh, sign with anybody. Nylander has three weeks to sign with the Maple Leafs. So that's. I mean. The Leafs have plenty of cap space. I they think. do. I don't know what's going on over there. Maybe they just don't have a fit for him. I mean, obviously, any team's going to have a fit yeah. for him. But teams should, like, after he's not signed by his team, they should jump, teams should jump on him. Yeah, the Leafs have $15 million in cap space. So unless yeah. Nylander is asking for ridiculous money, I don't see any reason why they shouldn't sign him. But if he does get traded, do you see any potential candidates for him? Um, he definitely fit in guys that are trying to make a stretch or on teams that are trying to make a stretch run in the playoffs, especially guys like, I mean, Vancouver needs some players mm-hmm. if they want to keep this going. Dallas, um, I would be happy if he came to New Jersey, but they do. And Ray Shiro can work his magic, but I don't think they have the cap. They have the cap space. They just don't have, I mean, I don't know if it's a fit for Nylander, but the Devils do need a player like that. I've heard rumors that, uh. Carolina's a heavy player. Yeah, Carolina is uh, started off strong, then they just fell. It's almost like they shouldn't have traded Jeff Skinner for, you know, a bag of pucks. Yeah, and it's, I mean, they st- they did really start off well, but it's just not, not anymore. Mm-hmm. And, uh, well, the NHL announced it's a Hall of Fame nominees, and it has one of your, one of your well, idols and one of your favorite players on it. Yeah, uh, well, they got... Gary Bettman going to the hall. Uh, nobody really likes him. No. I remember I was at the draft. Everybody boos him. Everybody boos him. My favorite part of the draft was when it was in New Jersey and the Devils had just traded for Corey Schneider and like everybody's booing and he goes, I think you're going to want to hear this and everybody stopped. And then he said that the that they traded their ninth pick to Vancouver for Schneider and everyone just lost it. But still, still you could still hear some boos filter in. It's kind of like when Dave Hextall took the – or. Whoever the GM of the, the Penguins was when the draft was in Philly, 
mm-hmm. and he took the stage and he couldn't sit because they drafted uh, Kasperi Kapanen. He just couldn't say his name because everybody was booing so loud. Just like in uh, the NFL draft last year, you know, Philly won the uh, Super Bowl. Yeah. And I think it was the third round. They had, I forget who from the f- Eagles, but he was just going on and on about the yeah. world champions, the Philadelphia Eagles. That was probably the worst thing that happened to me last year coming from the Philly area with, oh my gosh, it just was never ending. I heard um, Dreams and Nightmares more than I've ever heard in my life in probably a span of about three weeks. I heard it about probably 100 times. And, I mean, i not a big football guy. Eagles... Uh, I I just can't deal with them, and they're I mean, they're all right, but mm-hmm. they're also really bad this year. So yeah, and then uh, well, one yeah. of your favorite players Mar- growing Mar- up, Martin Brodeur, rightfully in the Hall of Fame, one of the best goalies of all time. I'm not going to say the best because I know I'm going to probably it's, catch. It's him. a one A one B one C with him, Hasek, and Wah. Yeah, I mean you can't really go wrong with either three. No, I mean Brodeur's got the uh, the hardware. To, to back it up, and so does Wah, and so does Hashik. And it's, it's just, just not depending on what style you like, because yeah. Hashik was very much, you know, just. Hashik was just a brick wall. He was a slinky in net. Yeah, and he, I mean, he stopped more shots than really anybody else did, but Brodor also has the records to set, and Wah does too, and mm-hmm. Hashik's like second in pretty much all those. But yeah, I mean, I know all of them are deserving of a Hall of Fame, and since Brodor was the most recent to retire, yeah, he's he deserves it. And then uh, we have a woman who, uh, Jaina Hefford, uh, she's a Canadian, won multiple medals with the Canadian women's team. Uh, she was actually named the uh, com- interim commissioner of the uh, Canadian Women's Hockey League. So, yeah, she's, I've never really heard of her, but uh, hearing all of her, looking at all of her stats and hearing what she's done, I mean, she's definitely deserving of it. Yeah, she's won a, wow, I just looked, four gold. Ooh. And a silver in the Olympics. That's that's really good. Yeah. Then yeah, she deserves it definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, next one, Willie O'Ree, and this was a long time coming for Willie O'Ree. Trailblazer. The trailblazer in hockey, first African American player to strap on the skates and play in an NHL game. Um, really, just set paved the way for guys like uh, Wayne Simmons and uh, Dustin Bufflin to play in the league. Like he is, um, he's the Jackie Robinson of the uh, NHL. Yes, he is. And very well deserving of a Hall of Fame spot. And, uh, well, I'm not really sure he's your idol, but he's somebody that you styled your play after. Yeah, um, I really looked up to Martin St. Louis. Uh, he's a guy, he played with the Lightning, won a Stanley Cup with them, and Calgary, and the Rangers. Um, didn't like his Rangers tenure at the end of his career. But, I mean, he's a short, a small guy, um, and he used that to his advantage. Like, he would, like, he's just scrappy, and he would get out there and score goals, which is something that, you need on your team and he was just a staple in Tampa Bay for such a long time really helped lead them to that 04 Stanley Cup I mean and the reason I, I style my face offs after him he would always knock the guy's stick out because he was so small and he was quick so he'd knock the guy's stick out win it back which is my favorite thing to do in the draw and uh, we have uh, finally somebody I've never heard of have you ever heard of him I have not heard of him I mean I've probably he- seen his name places before, but Alexander Yakushev. Yeah, he uh, played on that uh, 70, 72 Summit Series team that oh, played yeah. against uh, Canada. With Pretty uh, much any Russian that's inducted into the Hall of Fame is probably going to be on the Red Army or some yeah, form of that but, team. But uh, the 72 one, that was uh, Paul Henderson's game. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he's uh, been described He's been described by his colleagues as fast and skilled. Uh, he's uh, and often the equivalent of uh, Canada's Phil Esposito, so sort of a Soviet Esposito. 
Yeah. He won uh two gold medal or two golds with them in uh Sapporo in seventy two and Innsbruck in seventy six. So congratulations to uh Yakushev and, and uh, everybody else that's inducted. I mean it's a good class of people to be inducted, minus Gary Bettman. <laughs> so and I mean, obviously Bettman was gonna be in the Hall of Fame at I mean, some point, you pretty know. Pretty much all commissioners are. Yeah. But no one's ever gonna let him forget the two lockouts that he caused. Min- potentially a third coming up, I've heard. And uh, now some injuries. Uh, Dmitry Kulikov for Winnipeg, at least out for a month. Uh, Colin White of Ottawa, left last last night. Yeah, left last night's game. Uh, uh, my buddy Nico Hishier, uh, only played in the first period last night in Winnipeg's game. He left and uh, with an upper body injury. Uh, not sure what happened to him, but he was questionable to return for the rest of the game. A uh, couple of guys returning the lineup, which is good. Uh, John Carlson for Washington. I know he'll be missed on that blue line. Yep. Uh, Toma- I mean, he's sort of missed, but like he's also trying to do his own thing out mm-hmm. there, which is not good for the team. Uh, Tomas Hurdle for uh, San Jose. I'll still remember that goal he scored on uh, Marty Baron and that. Oh, and big the, you mean the game the the game that Marty Baron retired after? Yes. Yeah. And then uh, three Ooh. players returning to Dallas. Uh, Alex Radulov, Roman Polak, and Brett Ritchie. So that's three big pieces returning to uh, Dallas, especially Radulov and Polak. I mean, Polak is a very good blue liner mm-hmm. and someone that you want in your lineup. So it's a, a good thing for them. And Radulov is just a scorer, and they need him back. And Brett Ritchie also need him back. Yep. And uh, well, just some quick around the world stats: former NHL players you might forgot play somewhere uh, in Sweden. You have. Jacob Jofus, Jof, Josephson, <laughs> formerly of the Devils, and uh, my Sabres. Ooh, yeah, uh, Josephson. Devils had some thing with picking Swedes in the draft, and they never panned out. Like They picked uh, Matthias Tedenby, Nicholas Bergforce, which is the one that makes me the most mad because the Devils could have had TJ Oshie in that draft, and they decided to pick Nicholas Bergforce, which I don't know what Lou Lamorello's thought process was in drafting these guys, but not good. And Josephson as well as I mean Larson got us Taylor Hall, which is the best thing. Yep. I mean, that's the only one I'm happy about. I mean Larson was actually serviceable. Josephson was only good in the shootout, sometimes good at faceoffs, and Tedenby was just terrible. And Bergfors played like two games for the Devils. So. And uh, another thing about Josephson is, would you like to know what stat he's fourth in all in uh, active NHL players? What is that? Shootout percentage. Oh yeah, yeah. He's like I said, he is a maniac in the shootout. Yeah, he's eleven of twenty-one, uh, and that's behind guys like Brandon Peary. Who? Why is Brandon yeah. Peary? Up I mean, there? shootout percentage is really arbitrary. It's just a matter of yeah. how good you are. Like Josephson has one move, and it's a really good fake, and he pretty much scores every time on it. Which. Mm-hmm. And you have uh, T.J. Oshie, who. Uh, 14 Olympics, anyone? Yeah. Oof. And uh, just went every time. And uh, Jakob Silver Silverberg. So I like Silverberg. Yep, He's a good player. But Josephson, like with him, um, Devils years ago were just atrocious in shootouts, and they didn't know who to put up. And then they finally put in Josephson, and he scored like every time. And they're like, oh, we might actually win. And then they finally started doing all right in shootouts. And then uh, we have a uh, well, sort of a personal one: Brady Ferguson, a former RMU. Great player. Uh, he leads the ECHL in scoring with 20 points. Uh, plays for Newfoundland, a Toronto affiliate. Yeah, uh, that's a good thing coming out of RMU. Um, leading the ECHL in scoring, which is a hard thing to do. Uh, Brady Ferguson. I mean, you knew he was going to be a stud since, ever since he played at RMU. 
So, uh, good for him. And then you have uh, one of the oldest players of all time, I think, uh, 39-year-old Ladislav Nagy, who played for St. Louis with the Phoenix Coyotes, Dallas Stars, and the L.A. Kings. I remember Nagy. Nagy was a uh, guy that was pretty good. I mean, he scored a lot in the NHL, like more than you thought he did. And to be second in Slovakia and scoring at 39 years old is insane. And he was a very, I mean, he bounced around quite a bit, never really found a home, but he was a good good little scorer for, for teams he played on. Yep, and uh, well, thanks for joining us for the first episode of The Neutral Zone. Uh, we won't be here next week because we'll be away. Yes, for, we'll be away. Uh, but for Thanksgiving, but uh, stay tuned. We'll be back in uh, two weeks for another episode. Uh, not really sure what we'll talk about then, but there'll be lots of games to go, go well, off of. First, I want to talk about a couple of things. we got to introduce ourselves. I mean, we never really talked y- about you're right. our life. I mean, all right, so I'm obviously Tyler Gallo. Um, I came from Hocassin, Delaware, which is a small town, basically just right outside the border of Pennsylvania, which is five hours from here. I'm a long way from home. And uh, I'm a huge baseball fan, Mets fan, huge hockey fan, Devils fan, uh, New York sports, big thing. I play ice hockey here at RMU, the D3 club team, so shout out to them. Um, and yeah, I took TV production four years in high school. I want to be a sports broadcaster when I am older. And uh, I'm John Hanna. I, uh, I'm pretty much, I'm from uh, Rochester, New York, which is, no, not New York City. It's about six hours north of New York City and about four hours away from here. Uh, huge Buffalo sports fan, so Bills, Sabres. As Tyler mentioned, I'm a bit of a Yankees fan. And uh, I'm a sports communication major here. I uh, work with the RMU Century Media team, so uh, check out all their articles at rmucenturymedia.com. And I also do the RMU Game of the Week podcast, where I talk about what pod or what game of the past week is the best one for the Colonials. <laughs> so uh, we, m- our plan for the show, we might have some guests on later. Uh, yeah. g- guys like, well, we'll introduce them when they come on. But we might have some uh, former NHL players as well, if yeah, it's possible. if we get big enough, we'll have some former NHL yep. players on. Inf- including Mark, Mark Mancari. John's favorite player, and he doesn't know why. Nope. But uh, that's all for this week. We'll see you in about two weeks. Yep. Yep. Stay tuned.